Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in to the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem. Mark is finally back. We are sorry we did not post um, do our whole recording yesterday. We are a day behind because, you know, the NCAA tournament and just the way our schedules lined up, it made more sense to post the next day. But, of course, you know, it'll be up, you know, tonight because, you know, I work hard. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to – we got a big show. We got uh, – we got to talk Paul Pierce and Dwayne Wade. God, I wanted to smack Pierce after that. Donald Trump pisses me off in the sports world even more. Um, we have bit more. The Red Sox just look like complete hot garbage. It is making my life so happy. And um, we got to plug our mock draft, which comes out this weekend. So, Mark, let's get running. Yeah, we'll get started. And uh, what's on tap today is. March Madness. We're going to start off right away. Main reason why we didn't record uh, last night for you guys to be listening to the episode. Usually when it comes out on a uh, Tuesday is because March Madness, the championship was last night. And, oh, man, was there people that were like, oh, this is going to be the worst championship ever. Oh, I wish Zion was in it. Oh, like, too bad. It's like the Trey Wingo. I wish I could plug that thing in right here and now. Like, like go watch it. Like, like, I'm tired of people complaining about championships. Yes. The Super Bowl was terrible, but we're all going to watch it. I watched this uh, national championship, and it turned out to be a good one. Started slow. Texas Tech and Virginia are known for quality defense with slight offense. Um, they started off pretty terrible. I mean, Texas Tech didn't have a field goal the first 10 minutes, but it ended up being one of the, a really good game. Came down to the wire. Um, Virginia kind of got lucky again, but to get lucky three games in a row and, be, and, and win the national championship, I guess that's what it takes. But – yeah, I mean, the Final Four was crazy. I mean, we can dive into that. I mean, it was just – I liked the Final Four. I thought it was a good weekend in sports for basketball at least. It was – I mean, you know what? I, I We both thought Michigan State was going to take this thing, and we were both completely wrong. More – boy, were we wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, both of us had – I I had Virginia Michigan State, but – so I got half it right. I was like, I was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you were Back just not having a good weekend oh, picks geez. wise, man. Oh I, no, not the not the picks again. <laughs> oh my god, game. it's the return of Mark's streak. <laughs> Don't let me pick you, and you will lose. I picked Texas Tech to win too. All right, Mark, please pick the Dodgers and the Red Sox to win the World or to win their divisions, please. Please do it. You won't. Um, but anyway, you know it's so funny. Like I I I said to Mark in the pre-show meeting. I was just so done with the the Cavaliers because one, I'm a Tar Heels fan. You guys know that at least for basketball, and even Duke would have been more exciting. And I get that point of view because they're like the San Antonio Spurs of college basketball. Tony Bennett's style of coaching and play is so boring, but you know what? The game was so fun because it was two defensive teams slugging it out. It would have been boring as hell if it was an offensive juggernaut versus a defensive juggernaut. Because then the offense would have gotten slow and it would have been slower. But these two teams kind of balanced each other out, and it made the game entertaining. And I watched the last five minutes intensely, and I thought Texas Tech had this. I'm like, oh, God, who would have thought Texas Tech's going to take this shit? And then they kind of could not hit one last shot in overtime. Well, it, it blew my mind it because – Yeah, it blew my mind because 
like I said, it started off really slow, and then it was just like three pointer after three pointer, and like the scoring just kind of went up and went up. And then it, the whole second half, there was a lot of scoring. I mean, um, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia went off. He proved me wrong that he actually does have what it takes to like step it up and become a takeover games. And he did better than um, what's his name, Jared Culver, who I thought was a lot better than he looked last night. And all he could do was go right. And then and we've got re- Stephen A. Smith, boy, Ty Jerome. <laughs> yeah, Ty Jerome. Oh, I don't like Ty Jerome, but, man, he is a game manager. And he he, he was a real big reason why they won that game. I mean, he had – That three-point, that dish, that three at the end of regulation, that kid misses that shot, and it's – and we're not having this conversation right now. And the other crazy. thing was, it was so DeAndre funny. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, it was DeAndre Hunter who hit the shot, but it was like if Hunter didn't hit the shot and Jerome didn't set that shot up, we're talking about Texas Tech being the champions because that shot does because like Texas Tech got the bucket, got the bucket after it was a one point lead and they hit both free throws. And I'm sitting here watching him like, oh shit, it's over. And I'm like, oh god, how lit would it be if if Virginia came back down, hit a three, and boom, I just saw it happen in slow mo. I was like, oh shit, we in for a good one now. And it, I was just blown away. It was unreal to me. Yeah, I mean. Virginia it just sucked because they got pretty lucky the last three games in the tournament. They never faced a seed higher than a three. In the Elite Eight, they beat Purdue when they were down five. They were down three with five seconds left. They beat Auburn when they were down four with 17 seconds left. And then they beat Texas Tech down three with 12 seconds left. Like, that's insane. Like, you can't you can't be too mad because they end up figuring a way. Some would say that the foul – I mean, the foul in the Auburn game to end the game, Kyle Guy making those threes was – Clutch as you think you can be. Looked like it was comical, collected, never was phased. Uh, at first, I was not a fan of the foul call, and then after I watched it and watched it, watched it, he did kind of take his legs out. So I mean, that's you got whatever, give it to him. Auburn lost. That's a shame. Um, I think Virginia actually showed that they were pretty entertaining in the championship. And then the end of the championship game last night, that out of bounds overturn pisses me off. And there's the world where how can you even say if in slow mo it definitely touched Texas Tech guy last every possession could be challenged in basketball for out of bounds. Like if you go up for a layup and get blocked, there's a chance that the ball last touched the person's hand. That's like going up for the layup just because, but it should be called as you, the defensive player, knock the ball out of bounds. Like you're the reason why the ball is going in that direction. I don't know. It's just, it pissed me off that they overturned that, that whole, they were down two and uh, Texas Tech was down two, end up being five. And then there was, that's all she wrote from there. Yeah. Uh, but all the credit to Virginia. I mean, you, you got to give it it kind of reminds me of Carolina's run two years ago because they were like – there was all these lucky wins, all these close wins, and then the championship – I mean, the Gonzaga – when they beat Gonzaga, it was a little more like separation, like Tar Heels just started taking over. But the Oregon game and then the um, – who they – in the Kentucky Purdue. game with – what would you say? What, who are you talking about, North Carolina still? I'm talking about the North Carolina uh, run where they, when they beat like Jordan Bell's Oregon Ducks and they beat um, – Malik Monk in the Tar in the uh, Wildcats in back-to-back crazy games, yeah. and it was just so insane to me. And they go in and play Gonzaga, and they blow the barn doors off in the final minutes. But like, still, it was so funny to me. It kind of felt like that because it was just like they're like the last good team, sta- complete team standing, and that's why they won. And I feel like that's kind of what March Madness can do sometimes. Sometimes it's not the best team that wins; it's the team that just survives. I think 100%. that's the best way to put this. 
It is, and it's usually the teams that have one and done players, other than the Duke year when uh, they had Jill Oak Four and the you know, older Jones brother and Justice Winslow. That doesn't usually happen anymore. It's usually the guys that have years of experience to make sophomores and juniors like Texas Tech or Michigan State or Virginia or even Auburn, who had some uh, older heads there. So it definitely, when it comes to the tournament, it's, it's definitely controlled mainly by uh, some experience, but then there's also some freak athletes like Zion and them, you expect to make the runs in the, to the Final Four, which they didn't. But overall, man, I it marches over, but it um, I, I thought it was good. Everyone was complaining about it. It's it's you'll still watch it. You'll still know. love it. It's just people find a way to complain about everything. Now I just can't. Like listen, it was it was a good entertaining tournament. I watched the end of the game. I didn't watch last year. Was last year last year's Villanova? Yeah, I I I hate Villanova with a burning passion. So I honestly just didn't even give a shit. But like. This year I watched because I was like, all right, crap. Let's see if Texas Tech can pull this upset off. First Texas team to win a national title since uh, Don Haskins in Texas Western. Let's see if they can do it. But, uh, you know, Virginia was a good team, and they won. And it's the first NCAA title in any sport, which cracks me up. But It's just pretty wild. Even baseball, it can't be baseball. Yep. No, no way. Virginia's been filthy at baseball. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you win. Well, Baseball I'm going to so stat weird. check that, but I, I mean, you might be right. You probably are. Yeah, but. base. No, because remember, South Carolina, I think it was like five years ago, was like barely even ranked. They go in and knock off like four top five teams in the, in over in Omaha, and they win the damn thing. It was like the craziest tournament ever. So, like, you know, like baseball is so weird. It's like the NCAA tournament. A couple key hits and a pitcher gets hot. A couple pitchers get hot, and it's over. Dude, they won the tournament in 2015. Well, Virginia? Baseball, yeah. So I don't know why the hell they were is- runner up in 2014. They made an appearance in 2009, 11, 14, and fi- they made a shit ton of uh, appearances in the tournament. But yeah, I, th- I knew it in 2015 because a kid that grew up kind of around me, I'm pretty sure, was played for Virginia. And I thought they won, but either way, it's yeah, still I know. more I think important ESPN sports. Must have it. it might have been for just for basketball, though. I'm not sure. Or it was just uh, something that was supposed to catch the eye of the of a viewer that wasn't actually paying attention. I mean, I don't know. It's AKA just me. <laughs> I wasn't taking a shot, but you know what I mean. But yeah, no. March is over. April's here. Masters is here. Yeah, it's golf. I'm talking about it, but yeah. Oh God. Mm. But, I only uh, wa- Did you realize the last day of the Masters is the Game of Thrones premiere? You heathen. I can't even watch Game of Thrones because I'm not up to date. So I'm. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm gonna have to take a break from Twitter. Good Lord Jesus. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on. We'll not talk about the Masters because. We're going to have another uh, episode coming out before it. Uh, I, I, I just root for Tiger. That's about as much golf experience as I have. <laughs> I just love it just because, you know, it springs in the air when the Masters is back. And it's uh, just, and I love me some golf, too. Uh, but we'll move on to football, what we know and love. And that is the offseason just can't end in, with A.B. And he's officially going off the rails, even though I'm pretty sure we've said that Wait, a bunch. Now he's officially gone off the rails? I, I think just, he's already crashed. And now he's sticking dynamite in every part of the train and seeing how much more he can pulverize it. Well, he's got to the point where he's not even like he didn't really have any good takes or whatever. He was like any burns or anything. Now he's saying things that one already make he already looks bad, but he looks worse Two, He's saying things that aren't even me. Like, I don't know. The first thing about uh, Juju was just off the rails of being like, oh, um, I can't, I'm going to pull up the tweet exactly. The emo, he's been doing this whole emotion before he tweets now. He, he says emotion, and then he tweets off um, whatever is on his mind, I guess. Um, but what did he say exactly about Juju? 
Um, he said, emotion. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind to blind too busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list. Like what? First of all, what the fuck is up with his grammar? Boy fumbled the whole postseason away. Like there, there's the as the first thing I saw. I saw the tweet. Second of all, like bro, you're gone. You're getting paid. Go away, Mr. Big Chest. Nobody gives a shit. And I was listening to her this morning. And it was from yesterday's show. And we were talking about this. And I guess Ryan Clark brought up how when he originally got paid by the Steelers and he walked over to the strength coach and or it might have been to the it might have been to the GM he said it to. And he just goes, you realize you guys have just created a monster, right? And then I guess that practice, he was literally just causing fights with people. And, like, I don't know if that story's completely true because Ryan Clark can just be a little Ryan Clark sometimes. But <laughs> still, like, holy shit. If that's, like, I mean, I just, I feel like, you know, maybe Le'Veon wasn't the problem. Le'Veon was just kind of trying to do his thing and the Steelers kind of didn't help the situation when, like, guys like Bud Dupree were, like, raiding his locker and shit. And the offensive line were, like, throwing him into the bus. But, like, and they, they honestly, Le'Veon was just trying to do right by his body and the fact that he's only got a couple more years in the tires. So I'm all team Le'Veon versus the Steelers. But I am team Steelers versus Antonio Brown. Because, holy shit, this guy just does, he's making himself look worse and worse every time he opens his fucking mouth or presses send on Twitter. Like, I bet you the, bill, the Bills are probably pumped. They didn't even get that trade now. Oh, my God. I mean, it's the Bills. You never know. But, I mean. The Raiders are trading them. <laughs> what? That'd be that hilarious. If the Raiders traded them. <laughs> oh my god! Not nah, cocaine, Chuck. You don't want to trade him. He loves the characters. He's just acquiring talent. Yeah, I mean, and then AB goes on and then posts something on Instagram that the DM from Juju Smith-Schuster from like when he was in college and how Juju sent him a message being like how he's looking up to him and asking for pointers and he says dot 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 and then there's a mic emoji and then it says on to the next like. Was that supposed to be a burn? Because that just makes you look like an asshole. Yeah, the guy was younger than us. He was nine. No, holy shit. He came out of the draft at 20. So he was probably 18 or 19 when he sent that post. Dude, when I was 18 or 19, my life was, I literally could barely tie my own shoes without screwing up, man. Like, shit. So, yeah, seriously, AD looks just like a total tool in this in case. I, I'm just, I'm done with it. Yeah, but we can talk about some positives in the Steelers, and that's oh yeah, Le- Le'Veon Bell, like you just mentioned. I mean, he yeah. looks like a saint now. Because like him and James Conner are like buddy buddy about this. They saw what a- I swear to God, they both saw what AD, I mean with AB and uh, Juju and James Conner and Le'Veon were like, fuck, we don't want anything to do with this shit. They're probably like, go, we're about to look like great human beings because of this. <laughs> Yeah, like James Conner looks like a hero, and Le'Veon Bell comes off looking even more like well behaved than and like all mentally put together than uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the whole situation, the Steelers. I mean, I heard that um, Big Ben's not doing a radio show Monday. Yeah, that was the other thing I was gonna thing. say. Like he's canceled it for good. Like I'm telling you, watch out for that Steelers team. They're going to be underdogs this year, and they might come out and shock the world th- just because they're still the Steelers. I think that it's them in Cleveland in a dogfight because I think that Baltimore has regressed to dog shit. 
I wouldn't say dog shit, but they're, they're fine. Uh, <laughs> your shit. It's my <laughs> shit. Yeah, my shit's you know. No, not, your shit's worse than dog shit. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, moving on. Moving on. We'll stick with some football. I think I threw this in here right before the show, but Kyler Murray, he visited the Cardinals today. Um, our last mock draft, we and Jared both had Kyler Murray at number one. To say we might change that. All makes sense. The might, conspiracy is happening. He's going to be out. He's already now said he will be at the draft because he knows he's probably going number one after the meeting today. Um, Josh Rosen will either be going before the draft, I think, or right or during it. I it would think, be funny if Kyler Murray gets drafted. I think it's going to be before. I think he'll be trading in these next two weeks. I just don't see him being – I don't see them waiting until after to deal him. I mean, waiting until during the actual draft. How funny it would be, though, if they drafted Murray and then I, – I just love – I love trades and drama during the draft, so I like – I would be very happy if they won't wait until before. They would never do it after the pick. There would be no reason to do that. Yeah, but they again, would. That, they would lose leverage. They would want to see if they could like get an, another like if they could see if like you know like the Chargers or the Patriots would give up their end of the end of the round first pick for right. Rosen, which apparently nobody. So I don't know if you've heard this rumor. I've heard this a lot from the herd. I've heard on Twitter. I've heard through, through like a bunch of people on. T- like just the media that they're not getting the first round pick. That's why Rosen hasn't gotten dealt yet. Like teams are only giving him a second, which I completely understand because yes, Rosen. So Rosen showed some promise tongue twister somehow, Hmm. but I, if I'm a GM, I'm like, um, unproven guy. Good, good. Some good flashes, but there's no guarantee. If you put a good all line in front of him, he's not going to chuck up 45 picks. So, I mean, I'll give you a second round for him, but like that's 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 even shooting high for me. I would only give up a third. I won't even want him because I'm low on Josh Josh Rose anyway. But you know, he's your boy. What would you give him? I mean, I think that I understand why the they're not going to take a two now. They're going to wait. They're going to wait. They're going to wait until they if they don't get a one, which they want, they're going to probably. I could see them taking like a second and a fifth, or a second and like a second of you know something like that. Um, I hope. I, I mean, I think they should get a first round. I mean, they took him what ninth overall last year, so I think they he deserves. I hope he gets a shot. We already talked about this. I think it's all set in stone that Kyler Murray is going to be a Cardinal. It's going to be, I think, a lot less dramatic than last year when Baker did, was. Everyone found out like an hour before the draft that Baker was actually going one, and it wasn't Allen anymore, and it wasn't Darnold. But I think Rosen's days are numbered. In but that was America. also that was also um, who's the GM for the fucking Browns? John Dorsey, Dorsey, right? Yeah. He's also just a fucking gunslinger. He's a, he he lives to just be crazy. So like he probably was like pumping those like Josh Allen and Sam Darnold rumors the entire day. Seriously? And then it's like, all right, let's uh let's get Baker on the phone. We're going with him. What was just crazy that whole draft because well Dorsey is he is a baller. I mean he's even out loud said he's trying to trade up to get back in the first round, even after getting uh, Odell. But last year, yeah. And then he takes, I would have put so much money down that they were taking Bradley Chubb and they would have had Chubb and um, uh, Miles Garrett on both sides would have been great. He gets Denzel Ward. I was like, yeah, I think he's good, but not fourth overall. And the dude's a beast. Like, I don't know how they do it. I, I, you know, it's so funny. And this is the one thing I'm like, 
I'm looking at like you know, I, you know we keep talking about the fact that I listen to the herd every day. You listen to the PMT a lot. I try to I try to balance out, but I try to listen to like the you know the the top guys in our industry because you know you want to get better. You listen to the guys at the top. I hate how Cowherd rips the Browns apart, but yet everything I smell about this like do, there's something about the the key to this is the head coach. Because if Freddie Kitchens is like just competent enough to let Baker sling the rock and Baker has enough personality to keep Odell and Jarvis from driving him up a wall and John Dorsey kind of just keeps his fingers in Freddie Kitchens enough to make sure Freddie Kitchens doesn't like go insane, this could work. I'm not saying it's going to be a Super Bowl team, but I'm saying it's a playoff potential team two years after they went winless, which I love. The story writes itself. Yeah, it it does. And if Andy Reid was the coach of the Browns, Colin Coward would be a fan. If It's just because Coward loves his experienced veteran coaches and he doesn't like his loudmouth quarterbacks, and that's exactly what the Browns are, a very a team that Coward they're has talked a lot of the shit about. the right about. way. I mean, yes, they have good receivers, but they're, they're, they have a decent offensive line. They have a great pass rush. Like it's just, but he just says he's talked crap on Odell his whole career. He's talked crap on. Well, Jarvis, you know, it's so funny. He, talk he talked about a couple weeks ago about how he had a finally had a phone call with Odell. Yeah. And he got to, I actually have his first conversation with him. He goes like, "Yeah, I like the kid as a human, and I like him as a player. I think he's extremely talented. It's the injury. He he backtracks on it a little bit, yeah. but I also think Odell just needed a fresh start. And nowhere is more of a fresh start than Cleveland from New York." So, that's the truth. So, and just, I mean, the only thing is, though, he is going there. With, they're gonna. That's the most pressure a Browns team has ever faced is this year. Well, we're going to see what, what Baker and the boys are made of. So, like, there you go. I, I, I honestly am excited for them as a squad. I think it's going to be very, very, very promising. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be like, you know, they're not, they're not going to go like 13-3 and three and, like, win a Super Bowl. But – they're going to probably go 10 and 6 somewhere and like 10 and 6 I think is the round number. I think but there's also the side of me that's like this could completely fucking blow up. And yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, they have enough fuel in that that and, and some some wood to set that fire off in that place. It just depends on if the guys mesh well or not. Um but yeah. Hey, listen, I trust our team chemistry more than I do the Raiders. So, the Raiders are my pick. For the team with the most talent in the offseason that blows up. That's my pick. Well, they be there. Anything can happen. But we'll move on and we'll go to a team that is struggling, but not in football. That is baseball. And it is the all hail Red Sox. That was sarcasm, people. I don't like the Red Sox. They're three and nine. They've looked like, as Jared likes to say, hot garbage. And Chris Sale is getting lit up and he just got paid. And it's really great to see. I love chaos if you guys have not figured that out by now i might slap it on one of the corner booth t-shirts hmm. with my face i love chaos in sports i do and nothing says more chaos than the defending champs literally shitting bricks every time i walk out of the field it's not i don't love the red Sox like mookie Betts. if he was on the fridge at market my dimebacks from a bowl of mommy money i would be doing backflips same thing with chris sale but, God, 
it makes me so happy that on their ring day, they still find a way to fucking lose. They have all their Patriots out there. And like, oh my God, it couldn't have been better. The only thing that would have been better is if they got lit up like 15 nothing. That would have been the yeah. best thing ever. But no. Well, and, it was great because Chris Tell got stole. Chris, somebody stole home on Chris Tell. Like, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, no. One of the dudes stole Chris stole home, which was just. I watched the video. It was Gary The guy's out. lead. You could have driven two pickup trucks between him and third base, like side by side. Like, holy shit. You could have parallel parked one of them. You have to take some balls, though, to steal third. I don't care who's pitching or how long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Especially the guy throws 102. Yeah. But, yeah, no, they look like shit. Um, I'm not – I don't hate the players on the Red Sox. I'm just over the organization. Fan base just drives me up a fucking – Yeah, fan base sucks. Like, I like J.D. I like – Steve Peralta's boy, Carabas, was talking about how the second those rings get in, it's over. We got this. And then they get smoked. Well, like we were talking about earlier, you got to never – you always pump the brakes on – April – and I guarantee the Red Sox will be around. I talked about this with Jack on his podcast before, like 90% of it got wiped out because he just, oh, Jack. Um, he Like, we had this whole hour, like, chat about baseball and, like, shit. And it literally cut out after five minutes. And no we just kept talking. Realized it. He pulled a Jordan. He pulled oh, geez. Oh, geez. He pulled a Jordan. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but, yeah, so, no, I mean, you got the Mets of last year that went 12-1. Everyone was like, oh, shit. And then they had one of the worst records in baseball. My Phillies are 7-2 and two playing the night. That doesn't mean shit. Backs are 500. You make it to June and you're still in the talks, that's when you, you actually start talking. But um, the Sox will I figure will start, it out. If my Diamondbacks are in any kind of conversation in July, you will not be able to tolerate me. Yeah, I, I, I barely can now. I mean, I can't imagine that. Yeah, you show there, Frick. <laughs> uh, people are speaking of God, this transition is great about uh, people that are hard to tolerate. That is Mr. President Trump. Oh, God. And you guys to... know how I try to keep politics out of this because I like people to actually enjoy sports. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their own political opinions and political beliefs. And my honest opinion about everything is, listen, you do you. I do me. We coexist. That's the way it is. But for the love of Christ, Donald Trump, please stay out of sports. I'm so done. I get like, you know, we're not we, – our relationship with Cuba ain't great. But don't like shut down all these fucking contracts because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's – Trump administration is moving to end a deal that allows Cuban baseball players to sign contracts directly with Major League Baseball organizations. Like, dude, just – you already are very unliked, and I. You could argue that he's been has some good qualities as president, but he doesn't shut up. God, Twitter, I, just, I really work. hope. I, I mean, I don't want like you know an AOC or some lib or like some hard right guy. Like, I I don't know. Can we get somebody in the middle, please? Somebody's not retarded. But it's just crazy. I'm sorry, that... not retarded. Somebody's not like brain dead. Seriously, like Trump drives me fucking crazy now. I can't do it anymore. It's sports. We're a sports podcast. I'm getting a headache over politics. Move on. And it's just crazy because he's doing it as like a um, to like manage and like pay attention to Border Patrol and like because they're signing directly to the MLB. I guess that means they don't have to become a resident. And I don't know. I mean, you got these guys in Cuba. Jesus, it's an extra step. Yeah, so don't end the deal. Just make it done i guess correct i don't know or just don't worry about it because unless it became a problem then nobody knows about it but 
the whole thing's just crazy. He finds a way to get himself in the news. He also finds a way to get people to hate, not like him for the reasons that they, 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 people don't like him because of certain things, but this isn't one of those things that he should be finding a way to get not liked about. Um, that's really all I have about that. I figured we should talk about it because it's just news that is brought up, but shouldn't even be around. It's stupid. All right, what's next? What's next is, oh, oh, it's poll time. The Athletic, this up-and-coming Athletic. It's, you know, it's a subscription-based site. I actually have a free account there, so I can only look at five account, five articles a month. But, dude, I'm telling you, there are some good stuff on this site. And if you ever want to, like, I'm not trying to plug them, but, like, if they offered a, me, a, like, <laughs> to write for them, I would do it in a heartbeat because the way they have their shit set up is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Who writes for them? There's a couple of guys. Um, well, Steve Peralta's. Oh, yeah, Steve Peralta writes for them as well. I forgot about that. But, I yeah, don't know if he writes exactly, but I know he does. He does something with baseball there. There's another baseball guy too who uh, used to be with uh, MLB on Fox. Um, Ken Rosenthal. Rosenthal, I think you got uh, who else there? I mean, there's a bunch of guys there that they. I mean, I guess because Athletic are they partnered with anybody? No, they are independent. The thing that's how they make their money is subscription based. But what makes this so great is that I, like, it's a very, there's no, like, video content based, like, it's just straight written journalism, and this poll proves it. I saw this poll this last night. Mark, can you picture my reaction of what happened? Well, we got to tell them what the poll was. Okay, so it. it is the best player of all time. Via the Athletic, they surveyed NBA players. And here is the list. We're going in descending order. Tied for fifth, Magic Johnson, Allen Iverson, and Kevin Durant. I'm okay with that. Four, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Three, with 10.6%, Kobe Bryant. You're going to wonder why I say percentages in about 30 seconds. LeBron James, 11.9%. Less than one point, less than one and a half percent difference between LeBron and Kobe, and then MJ seventy three percent. That's crazy because it's based off the players. That's players. That's and you not know LeBron voted for himself. Oh, you can't. I guarantee LeBron voted for himself. <laughs> so you probably got people to vote for him. Did you? I don't even know who he did this interview with uh, on Sunday. It was me, I. Us, me, I hope guys will go with me to take a ride to the top. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this dude is so far up his own ass and so high on his own shit. I hope – and, God, I like my best – one of my, my best friend's a Lakers fan. And I – and, like, my other best friend is now jumping – If he's going to be a fan of wherever Kawhi goes. And trust me, he's a Duke basketball fan, so I love ribbing him anyway. But I am so excited to see this LeBron experiment in L.A. burn to the fucking ground. If there is anything in sports I hate more than the Dodgers and the fucking Red Sox right now, the Patriots, Mark, it's LeBron James. <laughs> it's not even a team. It's just a man. It's, it's a just person. LeBron. And, it, and you know, it's so weird. And it was like, why are you hating on him? Like, listen, I don't hate him as a person for his charitable work and everything he does for, like, people off the court. Like the school, it's great. It's a charter school. Guys don't have to pay, people, kids don't have to pay tuition for it. So it's a great way how he set that up. I was proven wrong by my buddy Peter Mitchell last night. Hopefully he can actually write a fucking article for us now. Um, 
since he's been a writer with us for two months, he hasn't written an article in two months. Shots, um, shots, I'm just firing off bullets. Jared, dude, I'm going full gunslinger today, man. Oh, man. But just the fact that LeBron got this much disrespect, and they were talking about this today, like I thought the LeBron and Kobe thing was put away for everyone else except me. Like I thought, like. <laughs> Like you gave me so much shit when I put Kobe ahead of him. Yeah. And like, and right now I'm just sitting there like with a nice middle finger staring at LeBron, a picture of LeBron. Like, eat that shithead. Like, and it's it's just because how cocky he is and how he think the chosen one in the shop. And the shop's got a great, it's a great idea. But do that shit during the off season. Do it when you retire. Like, holy fuck, don't do it during the season. Like, in this whole Rich Paul oh, – I don't even know what the fuck the name of their organization is. Something sports. But, like, that <laughs> shit pisses me off. Yes. So, I don't – like, oh, I, I just – I just – Veloc- no, not Velocity Sports. That's the people who follow us on Twitter. Um, Something stupid. But the fact is that Jeannie Buss wants Rich Paul's head – or at least wants him out of her fucking building and, like, asked about trading LeBron if he has a no-trade clause – all this chaos and the fact that even LeBron's number one fan with, who's sitting front row shotgun with him through his entire career, Colin Cowherd, is saying, I think this is done. I think the LeBron experiment in L.A. will fail and I don't see any more runs, at least in this uniform. This makes me so happy because Karma is a mother effing bitch about how he's like, like made the NBA like he's like the NBA has been so beholden to him. But now it's the rebellion time. Yeah, it's clutch sports, by the way. Yeah, do terrible name. Like With a K. Just, oh my God, even worse. Let's just move on. That was the. Well, uh, real quick though about the poll. Yeah. I was. I'm okay with it. The Iverson thing kind of threw me for a loop. Just, I mean, I know he's really good, and he's. I'm a huge fan because obviously Philadelphia's having Sixers. I mean, the only guy surprised he was throwing in there. Is Tim Duncan in there. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, I've even ran my own polls on Twitter, and it was always a Duncan and Kobe comparison, and Duncan usually wins. Um, I think but, that was revisionist history, though, because Duncan won a more recent title. Yeah. Did you see did you see Duncan's hair? I love it, dude. Dude, it blew my mind when I saw it. I was like, yo, I thought he one, he couldn't grow hair. Two, he had some sick, like I don't even know what how to explain. It was like dreads so like, and like micro, a ponytail, like braid micro dreads or whatever. Yeah, um, wild, it's like well, my my boy Barry has the same fucking haircut. It's pretty. It's like it's what Killmonger had in uh in um Black Panther for a little bit. But oh. yeah, no, um. I just I only the only thing I had a problem with this is like I mean yeah you, you put Tim at least have Tim Duncan tied for fifth like yeah, shit somewhere like put him tied with Dur- with Magic um Iverson take Iverson out and put Durant it would be Magic Durant and Duncan I would care less I don't I mean like Magic is Magic and I, I you know I respect him. he's one of the great top ten greatest players of all time and just like you know like I get like in the fact that Kevin Durant got some love I love seeing that that's cool. Um, but speak, we're going to move on to the final part of what's on tap and, or what I guess, yeah, just final, final beverage on tap. And that is Dwayne Wade currently right now he's playing in his final, is it his final game or final his final game? game? I don't know if they're making the playoffs. I have to check. Actually. Well, I, yeah, I mean, regular season game, I believe, if, or just heat game. I feel like I should be more prepared. They're playing. They're all I know is they're playing the Sixers, but he had this tribute, um, with Budweiser. With Budweiser, it's been all over. If you've watched it and you haven't at least shed one tear, then you have no soul. Yo, really I was shedding cool. tears, man. 
it is tough to see because he's been a pretty like decent part of our like growing up with NBA and basketball in general. Oh yeah, One obviously he didn't make he didn't make that list, obviously, but uh, you know, <laughs> I know that you can't complain about that. But yeah, the legend <laughs> of the game, a uh, good dude, and that video that Budweiser put together of all out of nowhere, Budweiser, very shocked. Budweiser always does good commercials like that. Well, tearjerkers, you get the, the horse with the the Dalmatian. Didn't they do something for Jordan? No, that no, that was Derek Jeter who got the Jordan ad, but um. Yeah, so the Heat aren't eliminated, but they need Detroit to lose, they need Charlotte to lose, and they need to win tonight and tomorrow and uh, tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, this must be his last home game because they had like a tribute for him in the Heat. Yeah. Before the game. Uh, I mean, yeah, if they I mean, pick I think... the playoffs, they're gonna get absolutely whooped by Milwaukee. But I mean, like. I almost feel like I'd rather. I mean, I I just want to. I wish this was his last game at home in Miami, and like that. But if they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. But yeah, uh, you have a a little bit to say about uh, a so-called player that used to play for the Celtics. That oh, good. a teammate that... of my favorite basketball player of all time, Kevin Garnett. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our dummy of the week, sponsored by Belly of Sports. Um, Paul Pierce, and I don't even know what fucking show it was on. I dropped so many f bombs today, man. I'm just, I'm, I just don't care. It was like a f. It was either a halftime show or something on TNT. It was something on T. No, it was ESPN. He's an ESPN employee. Yeah, I know, but they they do like the games, and it was like Jalen Rose. I think Rose it was ESPN, Beatles, ESPN, and so is Jalen Rose. So it was ESPN. It uh, might have been like a Friday game, or yeah, it might have been like a Friday game at halftime or afterward or something. But it was talking about whose career. I don't know how it came up because I've only seen the clip of Paul Pierce going off. And I saw him, aka wifey, wifey goals, Gabby Union. Coming in with haymakers, and then Zaire Wade, his kid, just slapping the hell out of Pierce on Twitter. But what essentially Paul Pierce said was he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Which, all right, pump, 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 hard pump on the brakes there, Chief. If it wasn't for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, you may not have made the playoffs again in your career. Second of all, If you went off and rode off into the sunset after you retired when you had this great tribute and, you know, you came back with the Celtics and, like, just left, and my respect was you. But ever since you have gotten to ESPN to work for them, not only have your takes been so lukewarm, I could probably cool off my coffee in them, too. Like, homeboy, just shut the fuck up. Like, every time I hear Paul Pierce's name in the damn media, it's a, something stupid that came out of his mouth or he punched out on Twitter. And now let's go to the facts. Dwayne Wade, um, three titles. Uh, two with, two, one was without LeBron, so he's already got you beat there, champ. And I, honestly, the big three of LeBron, and, of uh, Allen and Garnett, is pretty up there with uh, with Wade and Bosh. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, it may not be the same. But it's pretty close. Oh yeah, and the team, and you know what? Like you guys lost in the finals. Also, points. Wade points per game. Wade. Uh, I, I, the stat sheet was up there. I couldn't look at it, but Wade had him in every category, and it was it. It just. I'm just done. And honestly, when you talk about the top shooting guards of all time, it's one, Jordan, two, Kobe, then three. It's either James Harden or Dwayne Wade. You look at small forwards, Paul Pierce isn't even my top six. Possibly oh, six. Oh, yeah, I mean, 
I wouldn't say that Pierce is. I mean, he's good. Pierce he, is even a top fifty player all time. Wade is easily top thirty. Yeah, Wade is. He's top, Wade is definitely one of the top. Wade's possibly really top twenty five all time for me, and I wouldn't put Paul Pierce in my top fifty. Book it right now. Book it. Put him and on the also, athletic. Wade, Wade, off the court. You even saw in the Boers commercial what this guy did for South Florida. Dan Lebe, your boy Dan Levitard's quote today summarized it perfectly, and they talked about how like he gave kids in South Florida hope and like about being an athlete and loving sports because of Dwayne Wade. Dude, I could not. I didn't give a shit about South Florida sports. I just loved watching Dwayne Wade dunk on people at six three and a half, six four. Dude is just like you can't hate the guy. He his nickname was Flash. He was just he was fun. He was entertaining. There was no real wrong to his personality. The guy always seemed to do right in the media, and he was just a hard worker, hard defender. The only thing that was kind of rough on his career was when he went to Chicago for a year, but like that ended very quickly, which also ended very quickly in Cleveland too. Oh yeah, so thank God he finished his career in Miami. Thank God. I completely forgot he played for Cleveland. That's how forgettable that was. It wasn't even for a whole year, I'm pretty sure. I was for a half a year, and then LeBron probably. That Chicago experiment blew up. Yeah, and then I think Wade was like, yo, dude, just send me back to Miami so I can be where I'm supposed to be. And he was probably like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, LeBron's like, I got got bigger plans on another coast. And and that didn't work out there, that big fellow with your receding hairline. But Yeah, I I agree with your – Bum of the week, dummy of the week, whatever we want to call it. We'll figure We're going to call it bum of the week because dummy of the week would offend dummies. <laughs> what about bums like me, dude? I'm offended. Uh, well, no, I'm that's kidding. why you're hearing this. Wake up call, Mark. Uh, but, yeah, no, Paul Pierce, he's got a – he's full of himself. His ego is definitely in the way of who he is. He was a good player. He didn't have – he wasn't like a like – a, a, he was he – they, they, they obviously had the nickname The Truth. He made some clutch shots in his career. Um, he definitely was good. He wasn't very good. His team was never really anything special until Garnett and Allen went there, and then they even couldn't beat the. There they. Uh, either way, I they think beat Paul Pierce, Kobe once and then they lost, and then they couldn't beat LeBron the second he got help in Miami. So yeah, yeah. Paul Pierce and that was, was also an, right. that was also Kevin Garnett gave everything that playoff series, and then he was just never kind of the same player afterward. That was like the end of his prime where Garnett went there and just gave everything he had after where you started seeing him decline a little bit. Yeah, Paul Pierce just needs to relax. Just hang out on ESPN with Michelle Beadle and Jalen Rose as they just roast you for saying idiotic things. He's going to be – what, is Paul Pierce trying to be the next uh, Charles Barkley and just say nonsense? Well, I mean, I Charles love Barkley, Barkley but... is just like Charles Barkley. Like there is, there will never be another Charles. And there – like so I, I just – I think he's trying to create his own brand, and it just doesn't work. So that about sums that up. And it's, uh, I believe, time for last call. I don't know. Do we have anything else in the docket? Nah, that's good. That's it for me. Um, so I actually had something. I'm trying to find it now. I'm really sad. Oh, I do have something. Bryce Harper just hit another home run. Whoop, whoop. Oh, God. Kill me now. Um, yeah, well, first off, before we go into the last call, folks, um, we have to plug our Mock Draft 2.0, which comes out, Mark, what, Saturday, you said? I don't know. I'm trying to, I haven't decided yet when I when we want to release it just because, you know, we try to release it at a time when most people are going to be able to see it. We could do Saturday, but it might be a Monday-type deal. We'll see. 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm trying to do a mock draft right now, and I'm trying to wrap my hair up because I accidentally deleted the one I did this morning, which I didn't even like what I did. Ended up doing almost the same exact thing later. So it's going to be interesting going forward how we're going to do this. Oh, by the way, your boy DeAndre Hunter projected fifth overall to the Hawks right now in the NBA draft. But that's just – that's pre-lottery, so. I mean, yeah, I think he's going to – I'm telling you, he, he moved up on a lot of people's boards if, if he wasn't already pretty high up on their boards after last night. Yeah. But, All right, so are uh, you ready to go for my last call? Are we ready to kick the smooth jazz? Move the jazz. Well, let's rock that jazz. Honestly, if we ever get a show in a live studio, if we can, for love of God, get somebody to play the actual jazz in the background of piano, I'd be so hyped. I would personally pay that person's hourly salary. I will learn how. I know, if you can learn how to play that song. <laughs> You could like sit on the end of the piano. And yeah, I'd be sitting there with like a glass of uh, and just like trying with and a cigar, just trying to talk to people. All right, so folks, the NBA playoffs kick off Saturday. NHL playoffs kick off I think Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. My Penguins made it. I'm happy. Whatever. We'll, we'll be okay. Um, but the NBA playoffs kick off Saturday, and this is going to be. I am so excited this year. My Timberwolves are not in it, but I live for like what 12 years without them in the playoffs I can do another one without them they'll be fine they're, they're gonna get a top a top 10 top something pick and they'll be okay they get Kobe White they get Zion they get John Moran whatever they get any of those three players we're, we're gonna be a very good team next year Denver kind of showed the world that you don't have to have a bunch of superstars to be good speaking of superstars all I can rem- all I can think of now is there's one receding hairline that will not be playing basketball this this Jan- this May and this April and this June, and it makes me so happy. LeBron is not in. One, I brought up uh, what was it two months ago? I said this about the uh, how the East is an allegory for a post-LeBron NBA. It's like, yeah, I think I brought it up in February, and I said that the NBA, well, the Eastern Conference post-LeBron has become so entertaining. There are so many good teams out east. You have everybody from the freaking Nets. I'm so hyped they're going in. You have the Magic who made the playoffs. The fucking Orlando Magic, who were hot garbage for most of my life post-T-Mac and Dwight Howard. And then you have the Bucks with Giannis, my boy. Literally Greek Freak 2.0. Like, this dude is a monster. No, he's a Greek Freak 1. He's like, everyone's comparing him to Shaq with his numbers. I mean, I may not like that comparison, I understand it. You have Toronto with Kawhi Leonard. You have Mark 76ers. You have the Celtics who've gotten their shit together. You have Indiana who lost their superstar in the beginning of the season and are still in the playoffs. You and I said Brooklyn, Orlando already. Who either going to have Detroit, Chicago, Charlotte, or Miami? I really hope Detroit Charlotte just got smacked. So. Who? Detroit just got. Yeah, I saw Allen. Shout out to my secretary, Mr. Allen Wright. I, I want Charlotte to win because, you know, I would love to see Kemba Walker in the playoffs again. Even, I, like, agree, yeah, I agree. The Milwaukee-Charlotte series would be fucking lit. And we can even go out west, ladies and gentlemen. You have Golden State, Denver, Houston, Portland, Utah, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and L.A. Clippers. Now, the seedings are all messed up. And thanks to the L.A. Lakers winning their game yesterday, my Timberwolves have a better shot at getting a better pick than a hairline little fuck LeBron. So... I am hype. I'm tank for Zion. Even though I don't know if it's ever going to happen. There's no way that I will 
you, really know what I would do. You are buying. You, you you're like like I think you're paying for my. They, I think I don't know. We'll figure this out. But if the Timberwolves do get Zion Williamson, we're gonna have some serious things to talk about here. Um, I would even sell for with Sean no Boy. trades, no trades. Yeah, trades. Not allowed to trade together. Which Ryan Saunders would be ballsy enough to trade like Wiggins in, in their first overall in their first round pick for the number two pick. They would do it in a heartbeat to get John Moran. But I mean, um, yeah, no, I'm just excited, folks. And also, it's not a lock that Golden State's winning this thing. It's not like the last couple of years where everyone in the West beats living. Everyone in the West just isn't stacked up right. I could see a scenario. Where they're, they're, well, let's be honest, the Clippers are gonna take him five or six. It's not like the Clippers are a slack team. You've got Denver. I I, I, just, I didn't watch enough of Denver this year, but I love their team setup. You have Houston, who's built for the playoffs. Portland, you know what you're getting. You have the Spider Man over in Utah. Oklahoma City, which I swear to God, I just have this weird feeling they're just gonna go ape shit in the playoffs because everyone's been saying, oh, they're done. They're limping in. But they still got the sixth seed when they could have gotten the eighth or been eliminated. So, folks, the NBA playoffs this year are going to be amazing. It is going to be a preview of what the world will be like once LeBron shuts his yap and retires. Well, he won't shut his yap. He'll be around. But he unlaces his Nikes and, you know, goes off to be his mogul or his executive or social media influencer, whatever he does. But I am excited this year because for the first time since I was holy shit I was a freshman in high school LeBron James will not be in the NBA finals Jesus fuck that okay I gotta give him respect enough for that but like holy shit Mark we were freshmen in high school he's been it is insane that he it's been that long he's been taking the reins of the east but yeah it's gonna be it's weird I mean a couple years ago, LeBron in prime prime, LeBron was like, I wanted to see him in the finals. It's because you want it was like kind of like Zion effect. Like you wanted to see the best in the in the yeah, championship, but he's not now the best. this year, he's he's, he's, he's still LeBron. Four. But he's he's, not, he's still LeBron. But I, I put him like the, out of the players I want to watch, he's like fifth or sixth. Yeah. I'll I'll give you five right away: Harden, Durant, Curry, um, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and. I would not with Don Mitchell. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Giannis, Kawhi, Kyrie. I can keep right, let's not give me. We're, this must be a last call. It's not giving me all freaking fragile or what not, what's not the word fragile. Fired up. I don't know. I don't feel like getting fired up about LeBron right now. But. I hate uh, to send him. All right. But we're real quick. It is weird that we. It was since high school since we haven't seen him in the finals. And then now we're not seeing him in the finals or the playoffs. It's pretty. It's just crazy. It's it's awesome. I love it. Last time he didn't make the playoffs, I think I was what twelve, thirteen. So he, was, he was what? He made it his rookie year, didn't he? No, he didn't. Carmelo did. Uh, either way, it's it's going to be different, but it should be a lot more entertaining just because it's, it's more of a spread. Unless the Warriors just go on their little one more run until the the fold happens. But yeah. I I think. Well, also I've heard I've heard a lot of rumors that. Now Clay is staying, and so is Draymond. But well, Draymond, yeah, KD is gonna KD and Kyrie to New York. Yeah, KD and Boogie are both gone. I'm waiting to see how Boogie acts actually playing in the playoffs. This should be interesting. All right, that wraps it up for us. I am Jared. That guy over there is Mark, and uh, we will see you guys later in the week. Peace.
This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.